Hey everybody, welcome. This is Corey, and I'm joined by my co-host Bo Butler. And Bo, today we're going to talk about a topic that can be very challenging for managers. I know that when we talk about this with, with managers one-on-one or in groups, this is a topic that can um, get people a little nervous. They can feel a little apprehension. They can feel uh, some stress rise up within them. I know that it happens to me whenever I am having conversations with people that could be a little bit uncomfortable. But today's topic is about how to give effective feedback. But we know that effective feedback is critical for a manager to be great. We know effective feedback is critical when we think about our three focus areas of a manager, lead me first, develop my team, and deliver business results. Because on a personal level, leading me first, I need people in my life who give me feedback. And the way I like to say it, I don't, I don't know what you think about this, Bo, but is that we, we need people in our lives that tell us what we need to hear and not just what we want to hear. So, Yeah, for sure. And I'm assuming you have that. I'm assuming you have people in your life who tell you not only what you want to hear. Now, it's nice to have people tell us what we want to hear, but we need people to tell us what we need to hear as well. Yeah, my uh, my wife and kids are really good about telling me what I need to hear. <laughs> right. But that helps us, right? That helps us lead ourselves because we need people who push us and tell us things that we don't nece- necessarily see or we may be unconscious is going on that could be impacting our performance. But then on the other side of, of it, we also need, as a manager, to give effective feedback to our teams and if we expect to develop them, then feedback is going to be central when it comes to that. So today we're going to unpack what does it look like and why is it important to give effective feedback as a manager? So, Bo, why do you think that, for the most part, managers struggle when it comes to giving feedback to their teams? What's driving that? Well, I think it's because feedback and communication are really complex. It's, there's a lot of uh, factors that are involved in how how we communicate and how people are interpreting our communication. So I think some some managers struggle for different reasons. Some might be because their personality and wiring they are more introverted, uh, less likely to speak up and challenge, and that's just kind of who they are by default. So the, the idea of uh, having a less positive conversation is really hard because it's really hard for them to have even a positive conversation and then for some I think it's probably that they've never seen it done they the environments that they grew up in or the different environments where they had coaches leaders bosses they they only received one type of feedback which was most often probably critical like you you know when you do something wrong you know when you're not the way that they want you to be and so you just repeat what you see and you continue the ineffective, you know, cycle of feedback. Um, I think probably, I, I think the biggest underlying reason for everybody, regardless of your background, personality, whether you've had a good model for that or not, is I think we are unaware. And even though I'm saying this right now, I will forget when I walk out the door how important words are how powerful they are and how necessary they are to give direction. We assume that people understand what we mean. We assume that they know what I think or that I like them in general or that uh, they took my words to mean what I intended them to mean. 
And we forget that we're giving off a lot of other communication with our body language, with our silence, with the words we choose in an email, or um, our lack of involvement. Those things are all being used to combine on the way people interpret us. It creates a narrative in their head. And it's like second nature. People aren't having to think through all those things at once. It's just they begin to create an idea of who we are based off of those experiences and they start to interpret it. So I think most people struggle. And when I'm struggling, it's because I've forgotten how important words are and how powerful they are and how necessary it is to be intentional about them. Yeah, I think, Bo, what I heard you say too is that um, whether we, sometimes we think about feedback as being this event, right? Is that, hey, I'm, I've got this conversation and I'm giving you feedback. But what I just heard you say, which I think is critically important, is that we are always giving feedback. Right. Right. We're always, whether we, we define it as feedback, but we are always giving feedback, whether it's through our words, whether it's through, like you said, our nonverbals. So people are, are interpreting that um, and coming, you know, drawing conclusions about what we're communicating. But just to keep the mindset of we're always giving feedback and the key is going to be, are we being intentional about what we're doing and are we doing it on purpose or not? Right. It's overwhelming to think of all the different ways people are interpreting us that there'd be no way for us to control every single, you know, factor or environment that people use to build a narrative about us and how they interpret. But if we can't control all of those that we're unaware of, no matter how hard we try, that means we should be really careful and really proactive with the words that we do choose and the environments we can create so that we are creating the narrative that is accurate or what we want so that it overwhelms maybe some of the uh, other ways that we're giving feedback with our body language or our lack of involvement maybe that could miscommunicate our intention. So, yeah. And so, Bo, you know that the purpose of this podcast is to make managers great and equip them with what they need so they feel confident and competent when they, they show up to be a manager in whatever, whatever role and level of management that they're in. And so I know we want to unpack tools and skills um, in, this, in this podcast to help people think about how to be more effective at giving feedback. But what do, you, what do you think, before we get to that, what do you think happens to teams whenever this doesn't happen? So what happens to the effectiveness of the team, the effectiveness of, effectiveness of the manager when they don't give feedback or they're not being intentional about uh, sharing with each other? And it's not just negative, right? Positive as well. So both sides, what happens to teams whenever this doesn't happen from your experience? Okay, yeah, because to be clear, the way that we would define effective feedback is that you are giving both specific positive or specific areas of affirmation, things that they are doing well, things that they need to continue to do uh, to hone those things so that they understand what to do well or what that people are appreciating, but also giving specific critique of things that they need to change, work on, and how we can help them. So uh, feedback is both positive and negative. And I, when that's not happening, what the typical response is, that means we're now mostly doing negative. For whatever reason, that manager is not giving the thought or the time uh, or the effort to giving specific positive. So they are rushed and only making sure that their employees are aware of what they need to stop doing, uh, what they uh, did wrong, what wasn't as good as it could have been. And the manager usually is completely unaware that that, that, that combination of 
very little positive affirmation or maybe just general positive, like good job, but then I give them lots of specific critique, starts to create like a low level confusion with the employees and the team. And usually it's not noticed by, I think the manager probably for, for a while, because it just it kind of stays more within the, you know, the peers and the teammates, they, they look at each other, they're confused, but that frustration starts to build. And I know this cause I've done it, uh, at, at giving ineffective feedback as a manager, I saw what I was creating, but I've also been the recipient of managers that weren't giving effective feedback. Um, so initially it just starts to create confusion because, uh, I think I learned the, the lesson most clearly with my kids. We were having, I had young kids, we were having dinner and we were, I was trying to have like a, a nice family meal, but you know, weeks in a row, we kept having just complete chaos at dinner. There was stuff being thrown. No one would sit down. We couldn't have any type of conversation. So what I was aiming for with the family dinner was not working. And so I felt like all I do is say, stop doing that. Don't do that. That's not what we're supposed to do at dinner. I was giving them lots of specific critique every single meal. And I was talking to one of my friends about it and he just made a really obvious statement. And it's sad that I had not thought of it up to that point. He just said, well, have you ever given them specific positive direction about what they should do? Or have you only told them what they shouldn't do? So if you haven't told them what they should do, they have no direction. And I think that's where I started to learn how important positive affirmation is for giving direction on what we want people to do. And when they're doing it well, what, what we want them to continue to do. We just assume that because we saw that as good, that the employee knows that that was good. And that's not always the case. Sometimes they're not interpreting that. They need a coach or a manager to help interpret that. So initially it's just low level confusion and frustration. Seems like my boss is always unhappy with me. I never know what I'm doing right, but I'm always really clear about what I'm doing wrong. And that, you know, progresses over time into lots of different dysfunction. Yeah, and I would think, too, that that as a manager, and I know that, that we'll unpack this a little bit more today, and then we'll unpack it in, in another podcast as well. It impacts your relationship and your relational currency and ultimately impacts the trust within your team. And so to be effective as a team to deliver business results, which is the third of the focus areas of a manager, this really starts to create friction whenever it comes to your ability to deliver business results because trust starts to erode. And I, I like what you said around people just don't know where they stand right. with you, with you. And when you feel that way, when I feel like I don't know where I stand with someone, then it creates some insecurity and creates some apprehension. And you start to work from that mode mentally. And it's just not an effective, efficient place to work from. And the other thing is that Probably if someone as a manager, if you notice something that someone on your team is doing that you want to correct, right? Let's just use the, the specific negative critique component of it now. If there's something that you see that, that you want to correct, and it could be a small thing today. If you let that build over time, you're, the, the people on your team, when you do tell them, because eventually it's going to come out, right? Right. And, and it needs that, to. Yeah. And but that eventually when it eventually when it eventually comes out, you could create surprise right. for your employees on your team. And at that point, they could be very, very frustrated because they'll connect the dots that you've known this for weeks or months and you never told me. Right. Approach. So um, it creates a it can create a to toxic environment and create um, some dysfunction within your team 
if you're not practicing giving effective feedback and learning skills to be able to do that? Yeah, I would say it's 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 a definite conclusion that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when that if me as a manager, if you as a manager are only giving specific critique, but general positive attaboys, doing a good job, but no specific positive affirmation and the overwhelming amount of feedback is on the critical side, your team is going to begin to follow that model with each other. They're going to repeat what they see. That's the weight and the responsibility of being a good manager is that I'm creating a culture, whether or not I'm intentional about it, and my habits and my practices as a manager is what they're going to repeat with each other. So if I am only critical, that's what I'm going to begin to see with how they relate to each other. They're just going to repeat what the manager does. So now not only do they start with a low-level confusion, like what am I doing right? Why does my boss even say I'm doing a good job in a general way if he has all these really specific critiques? He never tells me anything specifically positive. I'm confused. Now the whole team's critiquing each other, really good about pointing out each other's weaknesses, never highlighting each other's strengths or small things they did that were really good. Now, like you said, it leads to broken trust. Now we're assuming a negative narrative about each other. So now even when I want to be positive, they're interpreting me through, of course, this can be a critique somehow. Here it comes. Yeah. So I think we've hopefully communicated how critical this is and important for a manager to to know not just the importance of this, but also how to do it. And so what, what do you think are critical skills needed for a manager to be able to give effective feedback? If you think about some of the core basic skills that a manager needs, how, what are those skills? And then how would you suggest a manager go about developing those skills? Uh, I'd say it's kind of uh, an art and science, like most things in leadership. There are things that are definitely necessary that need to be a part of effective feedback. And then there's the art of how you, how you execute that or how you implement those truths. So I'd say the science is effective feedback needs to include both positive, specific feedback, affirmation of specific things that people are doing well, and specific critique. They need to know when they have falling short or when they're what they're doing or how they're doing is not as effective. That's the science. That's the kind of the easy part. How you do it is really more important than what you do. So I would say there's several principles I think through. Uh, one would just be building a credit of deposits. I'm going to work really hard to highlight every small win I see from you along the way uh, so that when the time does come for a specific critique, it's against the backdrop I'm pulling from an account where I have made lots of deposits. So, you know, a $5 purchase when I've got $3,000 doesn't feel like much. $5 purchase when I've got $7, I'm hurting. So that's one, I'm, that's the art. I wanna work really hard to do everything I can to affirm, affirm, affirm everywhere I can. Next one would be, I think uh, the compliment sandwich. I think compliment sandwiches actually not that helpful. I call them a, a crap sandwich because it's it's a idea that someone threw out along the way. I don't know really know why we ever thought that was helpful because if only time I'm ever giving positive is so I can sandwich a negative in the middle, people start to learn the pattern. You only bring me a positive when you really want to tell me what's in the middle. So now it undercuts the value of the affirmation. They start to believe you really didn't care to, 
about that affirmation. You just need a reason so you can tell me the negative. Um, so I'd say avoiding the compliment sandwich. It's a nice band-aid, but it definitely should not be the ongoing practice of how you approach feedback. Those are probably the two primary initial ones I think of. Um, and then one that you and I both talked about is just doing it now. Don't wait till later. A one-minute compliment or a one-minute critique is more powerful now than a 20-minute conversation two weeks from now. There's a lot of reasons why they, they, they will believe it's more authentic in the moment. It's more difficult for me to remember it and bring it up later. It's also more difficult for me to recreate the moment, whether it was a negative thing, I need to make sure they understand the value of it, or it's a positive thing, I want to make sure they understand how awesome that was. Two weeks later, the moment's passed. So... It was a lot of pressure on you as a manager, remember, if you're waiting. Uh, and it also, I think, undervalues the moment. So I'd say doing it along the way, in the moment, uh, is most effective. What about you? Yeah, no, I think those are, are great, great skills. I'm just thinking about um, this takes a lot of, of intentionality, right? So you can't fly by the seat of your pants as a manager and do this well. you got to really... Think about it. You've got to be intentional. You've got to pay attention whenever you're interacting with, with your team members so that you can observe and notice the positive, specific positives that are going on. But also you have enough experience with them to see where are their opportunities to, to elevate and get better. And I think that's the other thing is that coming at, coming at feedback from a posture of, of help right? You want to give feedback, not to tear somebody down. You want to give feedback to elevate them. And so the feedback that you give, whether it's a reinforcement of something specifically they're doing that you want them to keep doing, or if it's something constructive that you see maybe be preventing them from ultimately achieving what they want to achieve with work they're doing today, but also in their career. And so I think about, I think about those things, but the, the bottom line is that it takes intentionality. This will not happen by accident. You may stumble into something, uh, but it takes intentionality to think about how, how can you do it, but also what do you need to do with your team? And so I think this kind of goes into the next top topic here of, of tools. And so whenever we do the podcast, we always, we always want to bring it back down to equipping in a practical, pragmatic way. And so what tools can we give managers that will help them think through being intentional about giving feedback to their team. And before you answer that, I just wanted to connect some dots because we talked about on this podcast that a manager's most powerful tool in their toolbox is their one-on-one -on -one meeting. And so we unpacked that on why that's important, what a structure would look like. And the key component of that structure is carving out time to be able to give and receive feedback. But I, from experience, will know that if, if as a manager, if I'm not having one-on-ones consistently with my team, then giving feedback is going to become exponentially more difficult than it has to be. If you're not creating a space to where both, both people in the conversation understand that these are the types of questions we're going to ask, and this is the space where I can give and receive feedback. And so the one-on-one -on -one becomes critical because it's a place to where you can build these habits. You can practice these skills that you talked about. You can use the tools that you're going to talk about in just a second, Bo. But I think that the one-on-one -on -one meeting is probably still the, it's the most powerful tool that you have to be able to create a space to be able to do this. So what, but from your perspective, tools, what tools would you want to equip managers with that they could use 
uh, you know, from the toolbox that would help them when it comes to the practicality of giving effective feedback? What's the tool? What's your go-to tool whenever you give effective feedback that we can share with our managers? So I, I use um, four quadrants I'm thinking through when I'm thinking about feedback. And I created a template just to kind of help myself think through uh, the people that I'm managing or even my teammates or my kids or my family, really in all spheres of life the people that I care about or that I'm leading and what's the last feedback I gave them and which category, which quadrant does that fall in and which type of feedback do they need more of? So I'm getting an, an accurate perception of how many deposits am I making in the positive area and how many am I, how many withdrawals am I making? Cause I've had a lot of critiques of them lately. Um, and then I use that to plan for what I'm going to talk about in my one-on-one. So, those four quadrants for me are specific positive, general positive, specific negative, general negative. So the best combination for effective feedback would be lots of specific positive and specific negative when it is needed. When there is a pattern or there's something that they're doing that is now affecting the business results or the team or themselves negatively, um, I don't typically give specific negative the first time I see an action or, or a response or a, um, something they're struggling with. I want to see, is this a pattern? Do they do it more than once? I don't want everyone feeling like the first time they mess up, they're getting quick, specific negative. Um, but I'm going to try to do everything I can to try to shoot for more like seven to one, seven specific positive things I'm saying to one specific negative if I can. General positive is helpful. It's better than nothing. You know, good job. You're nice. Uh, that was good. Uh, I like you. Those are generally positive statements, but general positive statements over time uh, begin to make people wonder whether or not you're really paying attention or you really do mean those things because we all start to wonder, well, what about that was good? Because we're all really, what comes natural is a specific negative. I see something that needs to change and it's partly it's my job as a manager. I need to let you know, you cannot do that. That has to change. That has to get better. So we're going to get specific negative. Um, that's natural and that's part of our job. So we have to work really hard to make sure we balance that with specific positive because the worst combination is general positive, good jobs with specific negative because it under, you know, it makes us stop, stop believing that the general positive was real. General negative should never be used. That's like you're horrible as a person or you stink in every part of the job. That's, there's probably very few uh, situations where that's an actual true statement. So I think those four quadrants, I, I've created like a little template that I just think through and I kind of use it to write down and hold myself accountable. So just to kind of recap there, we'll, we'll post in our episode notes a link to the tool that Bo's talking about. But as an example, Bo, uh, we want to do less of, hey, you look good today. And Mo, more of, hey, Bo, when you wear those glasses, it really highlights your eyes. Nice. And now I know that, why I should keep wearing them. Yeah, that was a lot better. <laughs> but that's as a silly example, right, is that it's, it seems like uh, it's easy to say good job. It's, that's just easy to communicate. But I like the fact that you called out that it loses its power very quickly, right? And people start, it actually could have an adverse effect than what you may say. But it's easy to say that versus to recognize, hey, Instead of saying, oh, that was a great call, 
say, hey, on that call, whenever you are talking to the customer and you answer the question in this way, that was, a, that was a great response. And the way that you saw the way the customer responded, they had more clarity, they understood it. So do more of that. Right. That's the type of behavior that we want. Or on the other side, you're right, um, we may not use a lot of the, the general negatives, but if you, if you did, right, um, stop. <laughs> but, uh, but then on the, the specific, on the constructive side as well, because when I've given feedback to people, I don't know if you've experienced this, the most powerful thing I can give are examples, right? And yes. I think um, people struggle if you, if you don't provide examples that are relevant and pro- from a time perspective, close in proximity, it can be very difficult for people to connect the dots. And so if you gave me, if you gave me feedback today on something I did a month ago, it's not going to s- be as uh, powerful for me if you gave me feedback on something yesterday and an example of what I was doing. Right. Because if you give me an example, I can tie it to a behavior that, that I need to change. Right. So. Which takes a lot of pressure off you as the manager. Cause when I have, when I'm not doing a good job of in the moment, specific positive and critique, that means when it comes to an OKR conversation or a year end evaluation, now I have to remember the example that's informing the critique. And it's a lot more work to try to remember that. And even to help the employee remember that, like you said, it's just for both the, person receiving the feedback and for us having to deliver it, it just makes it more, seems more difficult to wait. Yeah. And the last thing I'll mention, Bo, is something that, that I've done in the past as well that I think has been, been very, very effective is I know that as a manager, I, am, I don't see everything, right? I'm not in every conversation that the people on my team are having or every call that they're on with the customer or every project that they're involved in. I can't scale that way. And so one of the tools that I've used in the past, too, is to, to create create a way, a method to get peer feedback, to yes. be able to get feedback from people that that are working with, with you on a day-to-day basis in an intimate way and giving them the opportunity to share with you what do they see that you need to keep doing, what do they see that potentially you, you could get better in. So I don't want managers to feel that the pressure's on them to, like, see everything to be able to do this because there are other eyes that they can use to be able to give them feedback that they can then come alongside and help coach people. So doing something like a a peer review, doing, uh, you know, using other methods like that to be able to get as much information as you can to people on your team, that'll just help them get better. I think most people will probably be uh, surprisingly helped by just the intentionality of having those four categories in front of them every week and keeping track of what they're saying. Cause just knowing that I have those four categories and I'm meeting with my employees one-on-one every week, I, I need to make sure there's something in those specific areas or else I'm not really managing and leading them. They're leading themselves. If I'm not giving any specific critique or specific uh, affirmation to give direction, then they're being led by their own conclusions, right? So once you start thinking through those, I think you start to see observations that you can use to give that feedback i'd say another tool that's it's just as a manager is the tool of apologizing and admitting when you're wrong because i think it's um it's another way of modeling that it's okay to have a specific critique it doesn't mean you're horrible as a person because i'm showing i'm okay to admit that i was wrong i'm okay to admit that was my fault and I'm creating an environment where now they actually believe a specific critique doesn't mean I'm 
horrible as an employee or I stink altogether because my my manager is really quick to admit when he made a specific he or she made a specific mistake, you know. So that is a very powerful practice that I think changes the culture around you when you are quick to acknowledge when you're wrong or you made a mistake. Yeah. No, that's great, great feedback, Bo. <laughs> so but no, no, thanks Bo for sharing insight today. Like we talked about at the beginning, this is this is a skill that can be developed and a developed skill that can help unlock your effectiveness as a manager. And so the tools that we talked about today will be posted in our episode notes so that you can access that and then you can start to use that to help you understand how can you give effective feedback to your team.